0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm prepared to be bedazzled because today we're going to be reviewing the McFarlane Toys, DC Multiverse, the Suicide Squad, Polka Dot and action figure. Is this action figure a paragon of resounding perfection, or should be relegated to the dumpster, or is it characterized by insipid, unalloyed mediocrity? In the form of a quantitative squad, I have to rate it to be a 6 out of 10. Is it aesthetically appealing? Yes. So, what are some redeeming qualities appertaining to this figure? Is this figure stupendous? Is it stellar? Is it meritorious? Does it hit all cylinders? Fortunately, much to my relief, if you're an avid avowed, avowed DC fan, then this action figure will unequivocally tickle your fancy, pique your interest, and appeal to you in every facet. This action figure has high quality sculpt, high quality aesthetics, high quality shadings, high quality textures, high quality details. He is meticulously detailed. He emulates his movie counterpart, to say the least. He resembles his movie counterpart in action figure form. And of course, he coincides Emily Well with a prodigious, sizable, six to seven inch action figure collection. He stands roughly seven inches tall, so he towers over most Marvel Legends action figures, to say the least. So what are my gripes appertaining to this figure? Well. I'll leave you on a high note before I dabble into the nitty-gritty. This action figure has latitude for dynamic poseability, sporting around 22 points of articulation, so you can maneuver him into nearly any pose that you can conceive of. He has articulation and all the requisite joints. I love his design, I love his deco, his novel, it is aesthetically appealing, it is eye candy to take a gander at. I'm truly infatuated with his design because it's just so uncanny and unique and bizarre and peculiar and truly a -a one-of-a-kind design. I'm not familiar with this character. Is he a sadistic, inhumane, malicious, malign, malignant, notorious, villainous character? I do not know. So. Some other redeeming qualities are that he does have some accessories. He has a collectible art card and tandem with polka that he's discharging. He also has a Build-A-Figure piece for King Shark, who is a behemoth of a Build-A-Figure, who also resembles his movie counterpart in terms of his likeness and appearance. And um, that's about it, unfortunately terms of his accessories, a stand-in art card, a build a figure piece, and some polka dots that he can discharge at his adversaries or anyone within his vicinity. Can they be latched onto his forearm? Can they be somehow attached? Presumably. So, I love that um, polka dot attack effect. His incursions are presumably deadly. That's why he's more than likely a part of the Suicide Squad. least leaves him under the axiom that he is a part of the Suicide Squad and not well-acclimated with this character's lore. I do not know anything about him, to say the least. So, his goggles are removable. Is that a redeeming quality? No, because collectors may lose his goggles or are more apt to lose his goggles now that they can be removed. I prefer his appearance with the goggles on than without them. And I love the uniform, the attire that he's donning, it is quite um, unique and breathtaking to look at. His uniform is overly saturated with um, polka dots, but that is to be expected because after all he is the infamous, notorious polka dot man. So, what are my gripes, what are my grievances appertaining to this figure? What are his shortcomings? Well, unfortunately, much of my dismay, much of my consternation, much of my chagrin, much of my agony, much of my distress, much of my grief, he commands a steep, staggering, hefty, lofty, exorbitant premium price of $25 plus sales tax, which is a cost prohibitive price point for the avowed, avid, devout DC Comics fan to acquiesce to paying. I have to utilize an 8-hour more Marvel Legends action figure as a benchmark for comparison of value we're paying more than 312% the retail price for a single figure in this context, 312% more than the retail price of an 8R Topis Legends action figure, and even though we're paying more than 312% the retail price of an 8R Topis Legends action figure, if we buy Polka Dot Man, we only get a single figure, we only get a single build-a-figure piece, we only get scant accessories. We do not get additional figures bundled with them, we do not get comic books, we do not get video games, we do not get DC Comics movies, and we do not get more accessories beyond some polka dots, a stand, an art card, and a single build-a-figure piece. Is it reprehensible? Is it deplorable? Is it disgraceful? Is it shameful? Is it despicable? Well. They are skimping on delivering value when they have a figure that is comparable to an 8-hour Toy Marvel Legends figure, or comparable to an $8.00 DC Universe Classics figure, and only Comes Bundled was a single figure, despite the fact that its retail price is more than 312% greater than the retail price, or I should say, it is significantly greater than the retail price of an 8-hour Toy Marvel Legends action figure, or an DC Universe Classics action figure by more than 312% unbeknownst to most modern day collectors who are not well acclimated with the um, golden era of action figure collecting. In the early 2000s and the mid 2000s high quality, state-of-the-art ineffably epic figures were priced at $8.00 plus sales tax. In some contexts, they came with a comic book such as the 8 topus Marvel Legends figures. Um, this became came bundle was a build-a-figure piece for uh, meticulously detailed behemoths of a 14 to 16 inch build-a-figure. But even today you have World of Nintendo action figures that are high-quality figures which retail for $10 plus sales tax. You have an Iron Giant figure that stands 12 to 14 inches tall who retailed anywhere from 15 to 20 dollars plus sales tax you have a leonard alien queen figure that stands roughly 12 to 14 inches tall they're retailed for anywhere from 12 anywhere from 15 to 20 dollars plus sales tax and even back then you had some action figures that retail for eight dollars plus sales tax that were high quality figures which came bundled with additional figures such as the 8 artobus marvel legends deadpool figure come become bundled with the um dupe action figure as well as the eight R from religion and Silver Surfer figure coming bundled with the Howard the Duck action figure. And in those contexts you were effectively paying four dollars per figure when you um, divvy up the retail price of the action figure by the quantity of figures that came bundled in the packaging. So for eight dollars plus sales tax you got Silver Surfer and Tanum was Howard the Duck as well as a comic book and his um, Galactic surfboard, or board, or hoverboard, or whatever it's supposed to be called. And then for um, $8 plus sales tax, you got the Deadpool action figure, a myriad of armaments, as well as the um, dupe action figure. So we're paying $25 plus sales tax in this context for the Polka Dot Man action figure, and we're just getting a single build-a-figure piece. We're not getting any additional figures. We're not getting any comic books. We're only get in the stand, a collectible art card, and um, some polka dots for the accessories when you discount the um, build-a-figure piece. Uh, We're not gonna DC Comics, movies, nor video games, nor additional figures, nor interchangeable heads, nor interchangeable hands. Um, So they could have furnished us with some more value. Is he skimping on delivering value by charging $25 plus sales tax for a single figure. Um, I think the figure is extraordinary to say the least, and it does appease me, but I do think that the price tag does not offer comparable value um, to an $8 Tobias Marvel Legends figure. This figure were $8 plus sales tax, and I would be inclined to rate it a 9 out of 10, but that's not the case in this context, so My final verdict is 5 out of 10. I'm done adjudicating over the matter. The price is too steep to warrant its um, price tag. We're only getting a single figure, scant accessories, a single build-a-figure piece. We're not getting comic books. We're not getting additional figures. We're not getting a multitude of -of build-a-figure pieces. We're not getting video games. We're not getting DC Comics movies. And the figure, though, we do get doesn't have articulation on par with an ATAR-Tobus more Legends figure, which is sporting 32 to 40 points of articulation. So, I'm also not emphatic with um, the movie designs. Yes, the deco, the design is novel. He's more or less a novelty item. But um, I do prefer the comic book appearances, the original, iconic, nostalgic, comic book appearances of the characters in action figure form over the um, cinematic multiverse appearances of the characters in action figure form. So, I would have preferred if we got a comic book based polka dot man action figure in lieu of a DC multiverse cinematic universe live-action, appearance-based Polka Dot Man action figure. But it is what it is. Maybe in the future a comic book version of the um, Polka Dot Man character will be churned out in action figure form to appease the hardcore D C comics fans, but that is an apt to transpire because this is this character is more of an obscure character. People do not know his lore, um, they are not well versed in the D C multiverse. It is intricate, it is complex, it is um, arduous to learn about because there's so many um, disparate stories and timelines and characters and it can be Eminently overwhelming to take in. It can be eminently overwhelming to try to assimilate into the bowels of your mind and apprehend what is truly going on on a grand scale. Especially when you have very little perspective, and our deck is behind in understanding. The stories that transpired in the DC multiverse and how they cohesively mesh together to form the current timelines in the DC multiverse. There's presumably multiple timelines because there's multiple universes that comprise the DC multiverse, so I understand if you're flustered and discombobulated and confounded, but it is what it is. The DC multiverse is not easy to um, learn about and... Very few people presumably understand it and understand it in great depths. So, I hope that you found this video to be insightful and enthralling. Have an engrossing day. Goodbye. Finally, one final top comment. After reassessing... The situation after reevaluating the situation. On the low end, I'd raise this figure to be a five out of ten. And on the high end I'd rate him to be a six out of ten. That's my final verdict. Six out of ten with the goggles equipped. Five out of ten with the goggles lost. Does he lose his pizzazz, his style without the goggles? Yes, but he still has merit without the goggles. So I'm presuming that most collectors will lose the goggles or get lost. They'll be, you know, jettisoned, discarded, relegated to a dumpster, a repository, and never to be seen again, unfortunately, which will devalue the figure, to say the least, and buying the gagas alone may cost a fortune in the pending future. Well, Do I think the price will precipitously drop in value? Do I think it will plunge into the best? Presumably not, especially since this character is definitely more or less a one-of-a-kind character, because he's just so unique relative to um, other characters who are part of the DC multiverse. So, once again, I hope you deem this video to be enthralling as well as informative. Have a blissful night. Goodbye.